You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season? We got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use code SHANNON. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Shannon. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. I am. <laughs> the diamond ring wearing, Rolex wearing, limousine riding, private jet flying, kids stealing, wheeling, dealing. Woo, son of a gun. That's having a hard time. Hold these gators down. <laughs> Woo. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice. Got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life Look, All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle pay the price Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life 
Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I'm your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. The guy that's stopping by for conversation and a drink today is world-renowned. He's arguably the greatest professional wrestler of all time. He's been wrestling for over 50 years, the most decorated, celebrated world champion in sports entertainment history, a 16-time world champion, the only man to be a two-time WWE Hall of Fame inductee, an international icon, a limousine ride, jet flying, kid stealing, winning, son of a gun. Woo! That's your boy, Red Flair. <laughs> it's good, man. Thank How you, you doing? Great. Man, we got a toast. This is, uh, this is my cognac. Okay. I don't know if you drink cognac, but I got to talk to you. I don't, but I'll have some with you. <laughs> and we were telling y'all, cameraman, my grandfather used to drag us around the little small country towns before everybody knew who Ric Flair was. Oh and that's when we fell in love with wrestling. Thank you. So it is an honor, and indeed honor, and a huge pleasure of mine to have you in this establishment. Well, I'm honored Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Huge fan. How have you been? I've been great. You, you were telling me earlier... Um, You've had some medical issues the last several years. 2017. 2017 was a pretty rough year. Tell us what happened. Um, well, it actually goes back to 2015. I was um, I had a bad stomach ache, mm -hmm. but it came back and forth, right? And finally, one day I woke up and it was really hurting me bad. So Wendy took me to the emergency room, my wife, and uh, they were operating on me in. Ten minutes, ruptured appendix. Oh man! So you know the deal with the hospital, right? If you if you can't get out of there by five o'clock, they're gonna check in, right? right. I know I know the real well. <laughs> so <laughs> I like the outpatient stuff, right. right? So at five o'clock, they were gonna keep me. And I said, guys, I'm getting up. So I just got up, took the IV, took 20, ten steps, and I got a hernia. Oh. Right. So then, bingo, fix that. But while they were doing that. They nicked my ball, for, which caused ball obstruction. Mm -hmm. So that was it's a nightmare, right? That's one of the most, I've learned through mm -hmm. just experience, that's one of the most horrifying things you can do. So it's one in a million, literally one in a million, that it will ever happen again. But I was drinking with a guy from Dallas in Tampa at a bar and the next thing I know, I woke up 31 days later. I, I see you for, I mean, I see you for 31 days. Wow. Um, life support for 13 days. My intestine completely ruptured. I was septic, uh, um, total kidney failure, um, pneumonia, and uh, respiratory heart failure. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I, you don't remember any of that? None. And I had no memory. When I finally woke up, I had no memory. I memory went forward, but I had no memory of my past for six months. Wow. Yeah. Strange, right? And now I'm... Health is a whore. Yeah. I feel <laughs> great. I mean, it's amazing. We hear these great stories about your wrestling days and your partying in Buckhead. Mm -hmm. How were you able, because that's... <laughs> How were you able, because wrestling is such a taxing sport. How were you able to party all night and still do what you're doing in the ring? Um, I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I call it God's gift. And I, I never missed a workout either. You know, we wrestled twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I like it. It's like, um, I don't snort cocaine. I never have. 
I've eaten a few Xanax over the years <laughs> on international flights, but I don't right. do any drugs, no right. painkillers. I haven't had any surgery, which is a miracle in itself. No, no, knee. no knee surgery, no hip. No, no knees, no hip, nothing. A couple of back, back surgery. None. None? None. I broke my back in an airplane crash. You know that, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the guy told me I'd be, wouldn't be able to walk at 45. I don't even have any pain at all. I'm really... Wow. Yeah, and uh, a crack C5 in my neck. And that's back before the technology was such that my lat got smaller in my left arm, but that's all. Did the, what were some of your favorite spots in Buckhead? Oh, God, I can't remember the name. They're probably not even open anymore. Uh, uh, Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think. You're, what, 55? I'm 55. 55, yeah. I I, I Googled it the other day. (laughs) You're just so damn entertaining. You was giving in, man. Because <laughs> back then, you yeah. and I was talking on camera. Yeah. Wrestling was very regional. You had Georgia Championship yeah. Wrestling. You had Florida Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. The Mid-Atlantic mm-hmm. Championship Wrestling. Flo- Florida was a rough run. <laughs> no sleep. Because, <laughs> see, I remember you and, like, the Dusty Rhodes yeah. and all those guys. Mr. Yeah. Wrestling, number two. Yeah. Pac Song. You know, all those guys sure. coming through. And, like my, yeah. like I said, my grandfather, we go into yeah. Baxley, yeah. we go into Vidalia, the yeah. Savannah Civic Center. The Andersons. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Yeah, Savannah Civic Center was a great, <laughs> that was our, our double shot. Of yes, we'd, yes. We'd work, like, um, Charlotte, uh, like at a three o'clock show and then drive to, I think it's 200 miles of Savannah for mm-hmm. Charlotte, something like that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's 100 to Columbia and 100 more to Savannah. Correct. And uh, yeah, Savannah's great. And of course, I have that great um, um, St. Patrick's Day. Yes, St. yes, Patrick's yes, Day yes it is. It's a big thing. Rattle River Street. Yeah, yes. have, I'm sure you've been there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's amazing, right? You wouldn't think, but yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm, I just love Savannah. Right. But um, yeah, we wrestled there and it was a great. Venue for us, always, almost always sold out. Yep. How how did you become so popular with the rappers? Because you look at Offset, Ric Flair, Drip, Killer Mike, put you on the track, Pusha T. It's like, how did you become so popular with the rap culture? I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm literally, well, I'll probably say Snoop while I'm out here, mm-hmm. um, if he's in town. I, I think because I wore jewelry and all that, mm-hmm. and I, like that, the, the Drip thing came from the jewelry. Right. And, I was wearing jewelry, like Snoop said, I was bling for bling with bling. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when I'm, I'm I'm looking at you and your style, you came in with the robes, with the feathers, mm-hmm. and you were talking. I mean, you were really the first one that had the flair. You had that, you had, as they say, the drip. You had the swag. That's mm-hmm. what they call it, swag. Yeah. You had that. Mm-hmm. How, did you know that, like, this is what I'm going to be? Yeah, yeah, I did, but I didn't know how to get there. Does right. that make sense? And then and it's a learning process. Like, right. It's like going through school. You just, you feel it, and it, it doesn't happen every day. I mean, right. if, you don't, if you don't really feel the character, right. you, you, can't, you can't pull it off. Right. And I, like, I grew up, all I could think about was Joe Namath, 300 girls a senior in your town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's what my role model was, right? right? And I got to meet Will Chamberlain. I mean, I just, I just, I was just, you know, by the way, what an athlete he yeah. is. I, I texted Stephen A. one day, we're talking about the world's greatest athlete. And he's, Stephen A. said to me, I'm not putting him over. Russell beat him every time they played. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you, because if I'm not mistaken, I think Buddy Rogers was the first yes, nature boy. absolutely. And then you came along. How did, so how did that go? Did you ask him, hey, Buddy, do you mind if I use the no, name? No, no, it's great. No, 
I, I <laughs> George God gave me the idea, uh, and I, apparently he asked Buddy, but I did meet Buddy, so Billy, uh, he really was, he did dress, he yeah, tan, yeah. I mean, had a great physique, mm -hmm. much better than mine. He came walking in the locker room in Greensboro. He looked at me, walked over and said, Buddy Rogers, kid, remember one thing. There's only one diamond in this business, and you just met him. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, diamonds are forever. Right. Yeah. When I, yeah, he was, he was slick, man. Right. The way that you lived in the 70s, obviously the money in wrestling is not, wasn't then what oh, it is now. Oh, no, gosh. But you couldn't tell Ric Flair that because no, you no. live. Yeah. <laughs> 200 pairs of alligator shoes of Bruce Friedman's. Wow. You've been a Friedman's. Right? I have. I, I, right down Mitchell Street. Everybody has. And, but, and, how much money has Bruce got, my God? <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you were in the entertainment business, a yeah. basketball player, and need all Everybody the came through there, yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. So what made you decide to take on that persona? How did you perfect that persona? I, I, I felt it. I mean, I just, I, everyone, I was, ever since I was a kid, I just wanted to be, I wanted to stand out. And clothing was a way of standing out. Being a good athlete is a way of standing out. Being a real smart in school is a way. And I, I, obviously, I wasn't real smart in school. I <laughs> 13 years in high school. <laughs> so uh, that was rough, too. The good news is uh, you're going to stay another year. <laughs> so When did you realize that wrestling, because I read you were pretty good in sports, but did you think wrestling was going to be your ticket to stardom and fandom? No, never. So I how did you get into it? it. I, well, because I went to Minnesota and I football scholarship, right? and I didn't predict. We all know what the word predict means, right? right? And actually, all you had to do was go to class there, you know, back then, right? Check in and walk out the door, right? Right. Um, and, uh, but I got in a fraternity, and that two-mile walk and 30 below zero weather, it was, the minute I got into that fraternity house, it was over for me. I lived there for a year after my, after I was out of school, right. and my parents thought I was still in school. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're from Minnesota. Yes. Born and raised, raised on a farm. What, so, so obviously, if you're on a farm, you got to work. You can't. No, 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 no. I wasn't raised on a farm. You weren't raised. My dad was a do doctor. Doctor in time. Okay. My dad, my dad made me work, work on, on a, a farm. farm. Okay. Every summer, to, to just he learned. I had to learn how to use work every, every tool, everything, and he had a f friend. Right. Who had a farm in southern Minnesota, and I spent a month there baling hay. And I, my dad just wanted me to learn how to do everything. Right. But the first week I made a thousand dollars. I don't. I haven't even attempted to start a lawnmower again. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't sweep before. So what? So if, it, if it's a, if it's viable and, and it doesn't involve, I'm not changing the light bulb. Right. I'm not doing all that anymore. If somebody else can do it, you're gonna let them do it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> So, so this wrestling thing, I mean, you get the bug early on. Did you think wrestling was going to be, because like I said, it's so regional. Did you think it was going to morph into what it came, became? No, I had no idea. I don't think anybody did. But it's so awesome that it has. And it's, it's now, it's, I mean, I think a lot of sports, and you, you know, you, you, you grew up on, I think a lot of sports take a lot of what we've done in, in, as far as entertainment, yes. like the NBA All-Star Game or the anything, all, the All-Star Game or the Super Bowl, the, because the WrestleMania, if you look at WrestleMania and the production values of shows like that, right. all the stuff, the glamour, the glitch, mm -hmm. I mean, all, all I think everybody's picked that up from the WWE. Right. WWF, WWE, 
how did how long did it take you to perfect the Ric Flair to be able to talk on cue, to be able to have the 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 catchphrase, the sayings, and to to be able to be what you, know, you became? You know, I got that. I, actually, I got that driving when we we used to drive three thousand three thousand miles a week, right? And listen, listening to songs at night, drinking beer, driving on the road, just different stuff right. got, caught on with me. I was a huge fan of Chuck Berry and got, right. yeah. Um, just, um, I don't know, it's, I, I, I just, I call it a gift. Right. Um, very few people get it, right? right? But I, you know, and I had a lot, a lot of energy to this day, I still do. Right. I just, I feel great. Did the promoters always, 74, did the, I feel phenomenal. 74? Mm-hmm. And you had your last wrestling match, what, two years, a year ago? Last year, July. You done? Done. <laughs> you, you done? No, but I, I, I'm done physically, but right here, I can, mentally, you feel you can still do I, it, I, yeah. but the body just won't let you do it anymore. Well, the body will, but they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, you don't want to see the body. Right. I'm gonna wear a shirt, okay? Right. The cosmetic issues were completely. They were rough to begin with, but after the surgery, Shannon, right. the, the cosmetic issues. I wouldn't take my shirt out in front of my wife <laughs> right now. <laughs> A part of your gift was trash talking. You once told someone, my shoes are worth more than your house. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent more money on run one robe than guys spent on five years. I've spent more money on spilled liquor and bars on one side of the world than you've ever made. No, one side of the world than you made last year. Than you made last year. <laughs> yeah. how, how did you come up with that? I mean, you just sitting around like, okay, what can I say? I swear to God, it just rolled out. It just rolled out. I've just been around so long and around so many cool people. You know, you, you hang around cool people, you, you, you learn things. And right. I just, a little bit from everybody. Even today, um, I'll, meet, I'll meet a guy and I'll think, God, this is really cool. You know what I mean? And it's pretty hard to impress me right now. Right. I mean, you've seen Stephen, the Stephen A. impersonate me in that. <laughs> I mean, what, what greater honor is there right. than to have a guy as legendary as him? Right. Um, impersonate you like when he came to Tampa for the Dallas game and, right uh well he's, he's struggling with Dallas this year isn't he yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dallas look like they're doing pretty good things yeah they look great so when you started this did the pro- because it seems to me like the really good wrestlers like they really have an outstanding personality mm-hmm. and they outshine you look at yourself you look mm-hmm. at yourself you look at the rock you look mm-hmm. at the john cena's mm-hmm. you look at the guys that not only were great wrestlers they branched off yes. went to the movie aspect was that something that was 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 promoted did they want you to be or no no i had, I had a chance to do a movie with the ryan pictures a guy approached me out here when i was wrestling the forum in the 80s okay and they wanted me to do a james bond character but the money I was going to make, number one, I'd have to take three months off. And back then, you know, we didn't have a guaranteed contract. So right. You, you went to work or you didn't get paid. You didn't get paid. Yeah. Correct. So I'd have to lose the world championship, you know, go make $230,000 on a movie or in, in a hope that it did well. Does that make sense? So right. I just, uh, I think I made the right choice because I just stayed with wrestling and uh, I've, you know, I've never looked back. So you don't look back and you see the money that The Rock is making. You see what yeah. he became. You look at John Cena. Uh, oh, well, I like it, but I, I don't think I. I don't think I'm I was made for that. Right. I mean, those guys. You know, they all look. You know, the glitz and glamour that's there. But like The Rock gets up at four o'clock in the morning. Yes. Every day. Yes. And John's the same way. Mm-hmm. They don't miss a workout. Right. And then it's all day long. Right. Take, retake, take. Even when I make commercials now. Mm-hmm. After an hour, sometimes I look at a guy directing the thing because there's always 
Now they have these two or three directors, right? right. I go, guys, one of you make a decision. Because I'm only, at five o'clock, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> so I, I don't know how those guys do it, but they, they're they successful. And, and geez, Dwayne is just in another, in another place. Unbelievable. Yeah. So when when you started this and you and it, you started the your persona, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the cameras really came into effect and they started putting you guys on television. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of kind of like when the Ric Flair really, really yeah. took off. Yes. When people could actually see you, yeah. not just in the ring, but they could hear you also. TVS. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. took off. So how do you like, okay, I'm on. Did you know you were on? The, did you know you were on to something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I felt it. I just, you know, and then I, someone said, you ever been, actually, I'm good friends with Pete Rose, right? Okay. So. Pete said, you know, they're buying his shoes over at Friedman's, right? So I went over there with him and Ozzy Smith one day, and they they spent they spent forty thousand dollars on shoes. Wow! Ozzy, Dave Parker, right. whatever I can't remember all, and and uh, Pete, and I spent like three grand. But you know, I mean, it's, those alligator shoes. That's, that's, <laughs> so you got a pair? They got like ten pairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got the starter kit. Right. So when, when you talk about trash talkers, because you're one of the greats, so who would you put on your Mount Rushmore trash talkers? Ali, Mayweather, uh, Deion Sanders, The Rock, Michael Jordan. Who, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of trash talkers? Well, I am such a fan of Deion Sanders, but De Deion's calmed it down. Yeah, he you know, has. I, yeah. I, I, vintage Deion. Yeah, I mean, oh the playing Deion in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand why, and he's. I. Mean, I, I he he was able to turn down. Um. Right. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." 
Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. But obviously, Muhammad Ali, you know, um, um, trash talkers. I'm trying to think myself. You know, it's hard to talk trash because some, you know, number one, you have to people have got to be thick skinned. Yes, because it's 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 not real, right? But you're trying to make the, try to make people but, mad. Yeah, you try so, to make people mad. You're trying to sell an event. Trying, trying to sell things. Right. So, <laughs> so, and back then, I didn't go over and say, "I'm going to say this about you." And I'm just gonna, like, like, so they had no idea that you were going to say what you were no, saying. Never. No. And and with with me and Dusty, it was whoever went first went last. <laughs> and I made him a deal one day. I said, "Okay, you go." So we're not going to argue about this because right. he could he could really talk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He the American talk, dream. He, the American dream, brother. He may be the most gifted. Roddy Piper would yes. tell. Yeah. Yes. So Roddy Piper, Ali, Dusty Rhodes, Dion. I mean, those all those guys that I look I looked up to. And I mean, right. the, 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 a couple of them were my, my, well, Roddy my age would be would have been my age. Right. Dusty, a couple years older, but I mean, those guys were great. And Dion, my God. <laughs> I remember when he was on that show when he talked about LT sending the girls. You remember that? Oh, yeah, you're talking about he was on a, uh, the uh, NFL Network. Yeah, no, no, and he said, um, he said, uh, the, the Boomer Esiason. Oh, you're like on that. CBS. Yeah, he yeah. Said, he said, uh, don't tell me that LT didn't send you one too. <laughs> You've heard those stories, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So, I, I remember. And I, and I know LT really well. I'm yeah. sure you do. Are you. Are you surprised by how many famous people know Ric Flair, rock with Ric Flair? Because it seems like everybody, they get the same, like, like when I saw you, because this is my first time meeting you, but I grew up watching you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of famous people and celebrities, athletes, entertainers, rappers, get the same impression that I got when I met you. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. Where are we going tonight? <laughs> <laughs> but because it seems like like you said, you've been in this business for over 50 years. Yes. And anybody that's my age that watched, you're the rec most recognizable. Now, probably you and Andre are the most, because Andre was uh, such a massive yeah. of a man. I saw him one time in my life, and when you're six, seven years old, and you see somebody that size, you're like, that's the biggest man I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. But you're so recognizable. You can't think of professional wrestling without mentioning you. Oh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to say that. Are you? I've, I've just been lucky enough to live to live longer. I mean, I think the fact that I didn't do a lot of drugs. Obviously, right. I drank a lot. That's documented over right. and over again. But um, you know, drinking's not illegal. And, and <laughs> you know, I keep telling people all the time. They tell me that I have like a drinking problem. Right. I'll say if, at 74, let's say I'm, I'm a regular guy, I'm retired, right, and I go play golf all day. And, and drank all day on the golf course. Then I go to the clubhouse afterwards, which is the way the, way the day works. Right. Gamble, play cards, drink some more, go home. You're just a regular guy. Right. You go to the bar at 5 o'clock, stay at 9 o'clock, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Right. That, that, that's, that, that's, that's how they perceive that, it. That's the way, that, that's right. the way the, the, uh, our, our cultural right. perceives it, right? You mentioned something. You said, like, I've never done drugs. Mm-hmm. You're 74 years old. I've done Xanax, yeah. Done Xanax. But a lot of guys mm-hmm. that were younger than you mm-hmm. have gone on. Why? What, what, why? Because they, the, the, I think it, it applies to all sports, but to our sport particularly because of the fact which, that we never had a day off. They don't understand the word moderation. So hypothetically, steroids, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I take one cc of test, one cc of DECA, right? Mm-hmm. And I look like this, well, I, might, I should take two. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it, everything's in moderation. Right. It's like now I'm in the cannabis business, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can take two or three hits, right? Right. But I can't smoke well with Mike Tyson. <laughs> I don't know who can. I don't know who can. Or Snoop. Or Snoop, my God. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and I mean, so, and it's like now when, I, when we're selling the edibles, like the, edible, the ed- edibles got me off the Xanax. Right. But, you know, if I have a bad day, I still jump on a Xanax. Right. I'm not sitting here and tell you I don't. But the edibles, I mean, there's, there's so much to benefit from that right. because how many people are eating Xanax? I mean, I admit it. Right. How many people are taking it? It's so damn hard to buy right now. You know that people are trying to abuse it. Right. So, What are some of your top, if I said, okay, Rick, give me your top three catchphrases that you've used in your career, you know, I'm a woman. I'm every woman's dream, every man's nightmare. Diamonds are forever. So is Ric Flair. Styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet fly. That's probably your most famous yeah, one. Yeah. That's probably your most famous one. If you don't like it, you'll learn to love it. Mm-hmm. All women want to be with me. All men want to be like me. Yeah. If you said, okay, they said, okay, Rick, you get three. You got a hundred. Give me your three favorite. I am. <laughs> the diamond ring wearing. Rolex wearing. Limousine riding, private jet flying, kids stealing, wheeling, dealing. Woo, son of a gun that's having a hard time holding these gators down. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that's your number one. number one. Of all time, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. So how did no, you... To be the man. To be the man. How did you come up with that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got it off a song about trucking. Some guy was saying he was tr- trucking, and I just... In, in, and you put Rolex yeah, wearing, yeah. private jet flying, limousine yeah. ride, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. The private jet thing came around like this. So I was the United States champion. I'm wrestling blackjack mulligan. Yep. I'm glad I can. You understand what I'm talking about. Yes. I, I, Charlotte was sold out, but I'm in Greg Gagne's wedding. Right. Fernie Gagne broke me in. Yeah. So I, I told George, God, I said, I gotta have this Saturday. He said, I Saturday off. He said, and so I chartered a private, back then I got a Lear 9. Right. To go to Minneapolis from Charlotte and back for $2,700. Okay. And now that would be 50 grand. Yeah, yeah but yeah. $2,700 back then was yeah. a lot of money. Oh, yeah, $2,700. And they filmed me, right? <laughs> Getting off the plane, coming back. And I made it to the Coliseum at 7.30 and we were sold out. And, right. uh, and so I started the private jet thing and then it just it just kind of it went from there. Yeah. But that that basically what that was I just said I couldn't disappoint my friend and not be in his wedding. Right. But I had to be back. Russell uh, George God said don't make Charlotte just keep, take the plane to Memphis. Right. Which was like the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was born. Did uh did P 
people, did it bother you when people called you cocky? No. Because they're going to come see you regardless. Yeah. So when you wrestled, you mentioned like you, uh, and I know Black Jack Mulligan and Sergeant Slaughter and yeah. all those guys, yeah. uh, Baron Brun Rasky, you yeah. know, like you mentioned, the Anderson brothers. So if you wrestle Black Jack and Charlotte, you've traveled on down to Savannah and wrestled wrestle him again. Yeah. Different, different cars. Yeah. Yeah. We had the, the kayfabe back then. Right. Um, like, and you know, there was no talking with different locker rooms. There right. was, you could, you could, you could get, you could get fired for riding with your, one of your opponents. Really? Oh yeah. Back then, it was they, cause they, the they want, because they wanted the appearance that you really didn't like yeah, each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Now they, it just accepts it and, right. and, and it doesn't, it hasn't hurt the industry, but right. back then the word kayfabe was huge. Right. So, um, and the guys were, it was a really tough business back then too. I mean, the guys were tough guys. Right. There was no, nobody, nobody wanted to lose. You know what right. I mean? And there was nobody, there was so no how, 25 agents to talk about it. It was just two guys, right. you know? So how, so how did you come, so how did, how do you come up with a strategy? Like who's going to be the hero? Who's going to be the heel? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? How did you guys come up with that? Well, I think the personalities made the determination on who was going to be the good guy or the bad guy. And then, to be honest with you, for me, because I just wanted to get along, I said, beat me. I'll just be better than you. Right. I mean, to myself. Right. And I was. Right. So by the time he got through, by the time the match was over, you could be right in the middle of the ring. Everybody's going, I got to see that guy who's laying on his back. Again. Right. I, was, I went to war with every night, you know, the deal right. taped right there. And when all else fails, <laughs> cut it. Yeah, yeah. Just a little nick. You're yeah. already perspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood's gonna be yeah, everywhere. Right. You got the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savannah was bleeding grounds. Man. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you don't know how many oh, times. Thunderbolt Patterson. Thunderbolt dog. Two boy. Ooh. Oh yeah. Let me see. Now you going way now. That, uh, that's all Georgia championship yeah, wrestling. Yeah. Man, I, those those were the good old days. Thunderbolt man. But you know now they got schools that'll teach you how to wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have that when you were, or no. you just learned it on the fly? Well, I went to a wrestling camp, but okay. they, they just beat us up. Nobody even taught me from, from our first match. I never did anything but get beat up for eight weeks by Vern Gagne and tough guys. Right. And, you know, guys that are amateur wrestlers or, you know, the real good that are in the business, right? Right. Because they wanted, they wanted you to, they wanted to break you. Right. And if they broke you, then you, you didn't make it. Right. So the objective of them when I broke into business was to break you or see if you had it. And once you you had it, then they'll then they'll then they'll start helping you. Right. So the different. But now, so did they teach you how to fall? I mean you do the drop yep. kick and do you yep. fall like this, or when they suplex you and how to, you know, you do the bodies when you come up the top rope. Yeah. It's all you all learn your, you learn it by yourself. Right. So. But that's a but and people are like, okay, okay, it's scripted, but you still have to learn how to fall. You're still falling. Oh, absolutely. And you're falling from 10, 12 and, feet. And some of the mats are just like this. Yeah. I mean, now, like WWE, is, they've got like, but basically even today, it's four by fours, plywood, and are, and are like a wrestling mat. Right. You know, this, that's all it is. Right. It's hard. But it has to make that sound. Yes, There's sir. a sound that the, that the, yeah. and the audience yeah. needs to hear. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's still to the same, to the day, to this day, just like when you wrestle, it's kind of the same. Yeah, well, the rings are much better now. Better? Yeah.
So how do you, I mean, like you said, you're doing it every day. Mm-hmm. And some days you're doing it twice yeah, a day. Yeah. Is that why you think some of the guys maybe did the drugs in excess because yeah, of, of the pain? Of course. Of course. And you know what I noticed? A lot of, a lot of ex-football players started wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernie Ladd yeah. turned into Big wrestling. Really good Big Cat, really Yeah. Uh, Chief Wahoo McDaniel yeah, played with great. the Broncos. Wahoo is my mentor, man. Yeah. So what is, it, what is it about? And we see, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, what's the, uh, Paul? You know, you know, Wahoo, I know, you fought, you know, I'm glad you like know all these guys. You know, Wahoo had the state high school rushing record until Billy Sims broke it. Wow. Yeah. Wahoo, the two, Wahoo ran a 10 flat hundred. Yeah. Yeah. He played for the Broncos. And yeah. I didn't. And, and the Jets, the, the biggest story about Wahoo, when they drafted Namath, every time he made a tackle. Yeah. With the Jets, right? Right. They take you played middle linebacker. They said, "Guess who?" And the whole crowd would go, "Wahoo!" <laughs> and then they drafted Jet. The minute they drafted uh, Joe Namath, mm-hmm. true story, they traded Wahoo. Wow. I think he ended up with Miami. Mm-hmm. So, so, I, I just wanted to ask you this because your name, either although it's spelled differently, mm-hmm. it was I think F. L E U R I E H R I E H H R. How do you, how do they determine a name? Do how do you do you get to keep your real name or do they give you a name? How did that happen? How do you get a name? Well, I want I wanted to be I went to Vernon Guy the guy that wrote me and I said I want to be Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to be Dusty's brother, right? Okay. And, and Vernon Guy looked at me and said, "You're crazy. <laughs> I don't know what you could do. I don't see what you're seeing him because right. you know, Dusty and Dick were just funny guys. Right. That, they just enjoyed life." And uh, he said, you're Ric Flair, that's a cool name. I said, Ric Flair is cool? He said, yeah. And then, you know what? And I, I just went by that name. And uh, when I went down to Charlotte, it, was, it just it sounded natural. And uh, it got on. And then um, I was at an autograph signing. It's funny you mentioned that. Maybe a year ago when Terry Bradshaw was there. Mm-hmm. So I know Terry a little bit, right? Yeah. He said, Ric Flair, that's the greatest name in the world. I like Ric Flair. I said, I'm thinking to myself, and I want to call myself Ramon Ricky Rhodes. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't, I don't know if you'd have been the same. No. The nature boy, the Ric Flair, the blonde hair. Oh, I, I had my hair curled and everything <laughs> like Dusty. I like that. <laughs> you had the curly hair like Dusty, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sure uh, Dusty, if I'm not mistaken, he's, he lived in Marietta, right? He did, yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I just, no, <laughs> I, was no. a little, I mean, I was crazy. I yeah. was, Oh no, I love. I like. It. I yeah. thought about being a wrestler. I was yeah. like, man. Yeah. Well, you got the physique to do it, man. <laughs> yeah. All that falling football was tough enough. Yeah. And to do that every day for yeah. years and years, and you did it for fifty. Yeah. Wait. Let me tell you. You wouldn't. You'd be surprised at the number of football players that could come in and didn't make it, man. Right. Do you remember, you remember the guy, the Mars man from the uh, played for Oakland um, from um, Columbus, Georgia? No, no, not Matusak. Um, um, black guy. Um, Otis is strong. Otis is strong. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he came in the ring one day. <laughs> gone. And the other guy, Holmes, uh, played. Uh, with yeah, Ernie Holmes, Pittsburgh. Ernie Holmes. But Pittsburgh guy, one day, he, he was out there. The guy that was shooting the rifle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was only there one day, too. Not because he wasn't. He was tough. Right. But he didn't like. He now, didn't, you know, wasn't, you know, you know, didn't like the wrestling. Now, that's. Yeah. I mean, but. But they, they, a, they put, now you'll know the name because you like wrestling. They put the oldest is drunk in a cage match with Mad Dog Vashon. Oh, man. <laughs> um, 
a mad dog was jumping around. <laughs> he was clawing. So, oh. how do you? How did they determine the type of match? Because you got the Texas Death Match, you got the Cage Match, you got the Bull Rope. I remember the Bull. You know, yeah. you 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 tied to each yeah, other. Yeah. You know, you got the Steel Cage Match. You got so, the Indian Strap Match, or while ripping you with that damn strap. So, how did they determine the type of match? That just promoters a promotion that to this day they, they, they try to figure out something different right. to capture the imagination of right. the public. So who who is your favorite wrestling opponent? Of all time, um uh, St- Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat yeah, or the or, Dragon. Or Sting, who I'm with down here now. Okay. Because Sting had the main event. He had a gym in 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 uh yeah. in Atlanta. Sting, main event, yeah. St- yeah. Sting and Luger. Yep. 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 Um Partner, who's your favorite partner? Because you've had some partners. You had Greg Valentine, you the four horsemen with I think it was you, uh, Valentine, Tully Blanchard. Uh about my favorite partner, uh it'd be Greg or, or Arn Anderson. I wasn't in a lot of tag matches. We were in those eight man the war games yeah. and all those, those were crazy. Right. Jesus. <laughs> but it sold out. But right. that my my guy gentleman come in last, right. who was a legitimate badass, right? Right. And we'd be <laughs> throwing blood on right. Mike and everything. He'd get that tag, man. When he came in, because we're going home, he would kill everybody. <laughs> we just, we just knew it. Because <laughs> the cage is only this high, right? Right. There's a ceiling on it, right? You can't crawl out of it, right? Right. So he, he picked up JJ Dillon on, on um, <laughs> Animal Shoulders, which right. is a movie you, could, you don't want to do. Period, but JJ is a manager, right? And the Hawk jumped off the top rope and spun AJ down, separated his shoulder. Wow. <laughs> Almost killed. But, so, what happens when you have, because obviously guys have had separated shoulders and dislocated yeah. elbows and torn ACLs, but you're slotted to wrestle 30 minutes, yeah. and that happens 10, you know, 15 minutes. Well, into- they used to say, make, you know, finish the timeout? No, finish it. Hey, like I've had referees at me. Hayes, like Michael Hayes, was a, a PS from the Freebird, right? Yep. He's an agent, and he told the referee, because they have earpieces, yep. right? Tell him, to, tell him to tough it out. He's Ric Flair. Okay, <laughs> my lip was... What happened is I hit the rope. Right. Came back and whipped me in the face, broke my nose, and cut in that, you know... Right. Tough it out. <laughs> right. But now they stopped the matches. Yeah. Oh, do they? It's okay. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, I remember... They, 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 heavy, heavy... Screwing in neck, they were of the head shots. Right. No more shares of the head. I right. Mean, the no more, no more foots to the head. Cause you remember they used to sling into the rope and then hit you in the head with. Uh, well, no, that's true. They still do that. What, the kick to the head. Yeah, kick to the head. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. You just hope you got to hope the guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you look back and you look at all the names that you've wrestled from Andre the Giant to like you said uh, Steamboat and. Bobo Brazil and, and Thunderbolt. No, Bobo. I wrestled Bobo a lot. Yeah. yeah. You remember Bobo? I do. Ben and I were Michigan. Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, Abby and I are still there. He lost a leg to diabetes. Yeah, because he used to have a, a, a barbecue spot in, in Tampa. In Atlanta. Atlanta. He got one in Atlanta? No, it was in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I used to travel the Caribbean with Abby a lot. Right. Yeah, Abby would be me and Abby against um, Carlos Colon and somebody else over there. And uh, you talk about blood, man. I told you, Puerto Rico, that's all they want is blood. <laughs> <laughs> November is here, and we're in the heart of football season. Basketball and hockey are just getting started. So many games to watch on any. <clears throat> 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+. Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Given day. But wouldn't it be better if they were live? The best way to get tickets to any of these games this month is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticket app in the U.S. GameTime is obsessed with finding ways to help save you money on tickets. You can find exclusive deals and sponsor deals on games and concerts daily. With Zone Deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And with game time guarantee, you will always get the best price. If you find a ticket in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of it. Buying tickets at game time, create an account, redeem code Shay Shay for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the game time app and enter the code Shay Shay, S H A Y, S H A Y, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You mentioned you was you was born in Memphis. How how many years did you spend in Memphis? Because I know you ended up being in Minnesota. Well, I only spent a month. I'm adopted. Oh, you okay? Yeah. yeah it, that's interesting. Is it true that you were stolen? Stolen, yeah. Trial traffickers. Yeah. And you were ended up being adopted. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you, you found out that this was your adopted parents and not your biological parents? I think you told me when I was like five. Did you ever seek out your No So you don't so no. you don't know if you have brothers, sisters? No, I don't as as recently it's funny that uh, what um the guy how many years ago was that, Wendy? Six. This is six years ago, uh, somebody reached out 
my brother. My last, my, my real name would be Fred Phillips. Right. And uh, my my brother reached out to me. I didn't have any interest. Really? You know, I want to borrow money. You know. <laughs> you know, you know right he, he, you didn't want to borrow. You didn't want to lend him any money, huh? I'll, I'll call Steve Austin sometimes. Steve, I don't want to borrow any money. Just call me back. Right. <laughs> You, you mentioned your dad was a doctor. Your mom was an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, her, she worked for the, uh, the. She wrote a book called wrote a- "In Search of Audience," uh-huh. and she was a. Uh, she, she was not an actress, but she um, worked at the uh, agency, Sir, Sir, Sir Tyrone Guthrie Theater. Okay, and she was like, um, what would you say? I don't know. They both were very smart. Right. My dad had two doctorate degrees. Right. One in uh, theater and English, and one in uh, medicine. What type, when you talk about your dad, you, you light up. He was a big influence on you, wasn't he? Yeah. He made me learn how to do everything. Five o'clock, if I'd be five years old, downstairs, shovel me out. It was back then, he was OBGYN, right? Right. There were, when there was just a woman wanted her doctor. Right. They weren't being passed around the, the way it is now, right? right. Where, who's on call, it's your turn out, right? I mean, I, I can't tell you, shovel me out, right? And he wanted to make sure I knew how to work every tool that he was there. We spent a lot of time together. I read where you had a a lisp. You had an impediment as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had one. Letter was. So, okay. did, did, did kids make fun of you mm-hmm. back then? Um, no, I don't remember. I don't think it made fun of me. My parents maybe they sent me to a speech therapist and all that. Right. Just, so, I, 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 didn't, I mean, I, it's funny, like I, they did all this stuff, you know, and I was just, I was just so, I would, I would just like to have fun. And like they spent a fortune probably on braces and then I never wore my retainer. Right. And, I, and it's right there, all I do is put the retainer on. Right. But I just, it didn't, does that make sense? So I just, I just like to be out having fun. Did you understand that? Your upbringing was kind of different than your than your friends in the neighborhood because you had a doctor as a dad. Did you understand that, or you just looked at it? That's my dad, and I'm a kid, and I just want, like you said, you just wanted to have fun. Yeah, just fun. Oh yeah, I don't think anybody people back then didn't judge anybody. Right, could be a doctor, a guy. I remember the guy across the street worked for Hires Rupert. If you remember them years ago, I mean, um, another guy was an architect. I mean, right. the neighborhood neighborhoods were family back. I mean. Right. A whole different deal now where everybody's so judgmental of everything. I read where you went to boarding school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thirteen years. Right. <laughs> so so why why did you why did you, your your parents send you to a boarding school? Because I got in trouble riding a motorcycle around uh well first of all I was trying to buy, I got busted trying to buy um alcohol. Um How old were you? I was a uh, fifteen. But I had I had, I had a, uh, a letter jacket on, that they like I was, like was in college, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they arrested me. My dad was on Father's Day. They had to come get me. And then um, another time, I my parents had bought me a, a Honda Fifty, mm-hmm. and I was riding there innocently around Lake Calhoun in Minneapolis, and they got arrested. And so the the guy said to my mom and dad, "It's military school." Reform school, and so they put me in the Wheeling Academy. Back then, ten thousand a year is a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, back in sixty, I started in sixty-four. 
But when you when you when you think about it, they really loved you, Rick, yes. because they yep. could have. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know. Do you do you look back at that time and 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 like wow, this could have went this way, could have went that way, but because of them, it went that way. Um. Well, you're asking. I'm gonna get emotional. Um. I. Even though. Uh, even though I didn't do anything that is illegal or mm-hmm. anything bad, I just feel like I was. I didn't do them justice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because they were such good people. I was just, just wild. Mm-hmm. Not bad wild. Right. Just, just, and, and, I mean, they drank and all that. It was right. like that. But I, I just, you, you never know. I know like when my, when my dad died, it took me a week, not, not a week, five days, literally, to go tell my mom my dad died. So the health care keeper kept calling me. That mm-hmm. Your mom wants to know your dad is. I said, he's fine, he's fine. The minute I walked in that room and told her that my dad had passed, she looked out the window and she never stopped looking out the window for two years until she died two years later. And wow. she never spoke. Wow. So I don't know what she thought. Interesting that you're asking that. I haven't shared that with a lot of people. Man, I couldn't. Fifty-nine and a half years, they were like this. Then to tell her, even though she lived two years longer, she really died when you told her he had she, passed. She just looked out the window. Is that why you took you five days? Because you knew the impact it was going to have on her. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, listen. So when my parents, they bought a place in a real prestigious retirement community in in Charlotte. They okay. moved to Charlotte by then. And uh, when my mom had to go into assisted living, my, my, my dad was still in the apartment. So my mom would call me and say, your mom wants you to go to find out where your dad is. Well, my dad was up at the bar. <laughs> she, she couldn't walk to get there, but boy, she didn't like him at the bar drinking at 78 years old. Right. Uh, it's, think about that. Those, those are the funniest stories. Yeah, they were very close. Right. My dad, my mom and dad, would would read a three hundred page book a day apiece. Wow. And I mean, just, and I tell you, my dad would just read, drink his red wine at lunch, and then at five Manhattans and Jack Daniels. I remember I bought my dad a bottle of Jack one time, and I said, "Why were you spending money on this?" Or when I bought that, I bought a two million dollar home in Charlotte. My dad, my dad, my mom and dad, I was so proud to show him, right? Right. And my dad walked into the foyer and had marble floors and everything. He said, why is this religion necessary? He said, dad, instead of saying, this is nice, yeah, congratulations, yeah, yeah, son. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. They were just, they were so conservative. Right. What did you think? your father wanted you to become? Did you think he wanted, do you think he wanted you to be a doctor or travel along that path? Well, no, let me tell you, this is another true story. So when I told my dad I wanted to be a wrestler, I was moving to um, um, to Charlotte, mm-hmm. and I was married at that time, my first wife. Right. Mother of my two, uh, old, youngest, to my oldest kids. Um, 
And uh, I said, can I borrow $400? He, she, he said, no, I'm not going to invest any money in something that's ridiculous. $400? I went to Vernon Guy and needed a promoter. She can I borrow $400? He said, no, this is when you, this is when you, learn, when you grow up and learn how to do it. So I left. With no money in your pocket? Well, how much I, did you have? I had oh, about 1500 Okay. And I, and I had like 3500 or 4000 that I left with, 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 um, with uh, Leslie and uh, my, my um oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. And then I got down there and Crockett liked me right away and he pulled me aside and said, how's this working out for you? I said, oh, I love it. And he said, well, here, you want some money to move your family down? And he gave me $10,000. Wow. I went, what the hell? Are you kidding me? Was Jim Crockett promotion? Yes. Jim Crockett promotion. <laughs> the best. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But you did get, I mean, out of high school, you you were three, if I'm not mistaken, a three sports star? Yeah. Re you wrestled, played football. Yeah, I was state champion wrestling in two years, played uh, all state in football, and uh, shot put out as average. Yeah. You got a scholarship, played football at the University of Minnesota? No, I got, where does it happen? I, I signed a letter of intent. That's why I'm so loyal to Harbaugh. Okay. Okay, so you're, you're old enough to remember Bump Elliott. Mm -hmm. Bump was the coach. Right. Pete was the AD. Okay. So I signed a letter of intent. And then my academic advisor would not write a letter saying that um, I could I could predict. Right. So I couldn't go to Michigan. Right. So uh, Iowa recruited me, and I went and spent the weekend with Eddie Podolak. Okay. So then, and I, I love, felt love that. Right. Social part of it. But you know, in the summer I went home, and I, I met um, a guy at the gym and said, well, "Why don't you look at Minnesota?" So I met Mike McGee. Okay. Remember Mike, right? Remember he played, played at Duke, mm -hmm. but he was AD in South Carolina, AD at Southern Cal. I don't know if he's still living or not, but he said, and I went and met him and went and met Murray Warmath with the coach. And right. So I walked on, but then I, as I said, once I got getting that, got in that fraternity, man, I was. <laughs> <laughs> the booze, the girls. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Football wasn't nearly yeah, as important. Yeah. yeah. The boys was great, but the girls were better. <laughs> we were right, right next door to the Tridell house. Right. So your first, you wanted to go to the University of Michigan. Yes. That's why I'm so loyal to, to Dan, to Jim. Right. And Jim and I have been friends since 89. Right. And John. I mean, we're, we're great friends. Right. So what's, when you said, okay, I'm going to be a wrestler, you go all in, you move to Charlotte, and basically you go all in. So what was the training? So, you know, Jim Crockett ended up giving you 10000 to move your family down. But at that point in time, there's a point of no return. You have crossed the Rubicon. There is no turning back now. No. This is it. This is it. This is what you've decided I, I, to be. I, I think I'm the only wrestler that I can think of that never moved. They wanted me to move to Atlanta. They wanted me to move to New York. They wanted me to move to Florida. I, I just never did. Now that I live in Florida, I wish I thought you, you, yeah, you I, I loved I loved him. Right. So basically, you just commuted. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wendy's got two places at, at uh, Rosemary Beach, the Panhandle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She comes to visit me, <laughs> stays for a week. She said, I'm only coming to the fraternity house for a week. <laughs> I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> She's going back to the quiet beach. Right. So what? So what's a, what's, how do you train for wrestling? I mean, do you like, you know, you bench press, squat, you do cardio? Yeah. What's a wrestling I mean, obviously, you have to wrestle to get, you know, to understand yeah, yeah. the moves. How do I train? Yeah, how well, do you well, train? 
when I was training, uh, well, I did 500 free squats every day. Okay. And then when I was heavier, I totaled 60 and 40. So I did a 485 bench, 530 squat, and a 600 deadlift. Okay. I, could, I couldn't stand doing squat, but I weighed 310 pounds. So even after I broke my back, um, that's why I went down to 180, right, and the plane crash. Right. I never got my bench back over maybe three and a quarter. Right. But, you know, at that point, it just it's staying in great shape. Right. The key for my success is I was in better shape than a lot of guys. It's hard to go an hour. Right. Two hours in one day. Right. With Ricky Morton, we did it. Two hours on Saturday, two hours on Sunday. Um, and we did one, so what, that nine hours in one week. Wow. Nine hours of wrestling. It's a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah. a lot. I mean, nine hours of car. But so, how do you... You're re- let's just say you're wrestling Ricky Steamboat. Mm-hmm. How I mean, are you guys okay? I'm gonna sling into the rope. So how do you how do you know? Just call. He trusted me. You got to be being a ring general. You know, I'm sure you said to, to I don't know, I can't remember which quarterback you played with, John. But yeah. I'm sure there were times you said, John, throw it to me, I'll catch it. Right. I know I can beat the guy. Right. It's kind of like that. You they tr- you trust each other. Right. And then, and then you have chemistry, and the chemistry is there. I mean, it's, that's one of the key things you guys talk about. Right. You know, it's like um, I'm watching LeBron last night. I mean, I don't know what in the hell, but the guy is unreal. He is. I think, I think, I think he had 38 points last he night. He had 28, he had 28, 10, and 11. He had a triple yeah, he had double. Yeah, 28, yeah. yeah so I'm watching old. on the airplane flying in. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, Alan Hahn calls him an old man. Right. You know Alan Hahn. Right? It's a guy that gets on get up once in a while. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Calls him an old man. Mm-hmm. What an insult. I want to jump through the TV and strangle this guy. So you're a LeBron fan, huh? Oh, God, I love him. Are you kidding me? The king? So LeBron, Jordan, I mean, Jordan's from North Carolina. Had yeah, a place in Charlotte. I, I know Mike real well. Yeah. When, when is that, Michael? Right. You mentioned the plane six, crash. 6'8". Yeah. 265 pounds. 6'6", 215. Right. I know, I know he was unreal, but what what record does LeBron need to break to be this? I mean, he may average thirty points a game this year if right. he wants to. It, it it's unreal, isn't he, it? He and he don't take time off. Nah, nah. If he if he if he's, I mean, the thing is, he doesn't cheat the game. You know, no. when he's out there, he's giving you everything he has. Yeah. And for him, if he can't go, you know, something is seriously wrong because he really, for him to maintain the level yeah. of excellence that he's had yeah. for 21 years, that's love. That's dedication. Yeah. Well, I was sitting there watching, and if you watch the whole game, I was like, he started out, he just da da da, mm-hmm. turned it over a couple of times. It's like it's been doing it to me like he's been doing it so long. Right. And he spends so much time, in my mind, that's the way I perceive it. Trying to get other players in. He does. He loves to get the ball yeah. to the other guys. Yes. The, when anyone says they're not making the baskets, he says, sit on the score. Yeah. And you know what? He just scores and wants to. Right. But he, who's going to stop him driving the lane? No. From the outside? I mean, unreal. No. Pulls up a three point, all of a sudden, oh, I guess I'll play down hard. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know how he does it. He's unbelievable. Yeah. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today. 
by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 